Hello, Immuna listeners. I'm Dr. Tamara Henry, and today we return to our exciting new series, Ask the Girls. Yay! <laughs> all right, so if you all are ready, listeners, we have another treat for you. This is Sharice Henry, your co-host. I'm here with Yasmin and Jaslyn. I will let them briefly reintroduce themselves to you for our second episode. All right. I'm Yasmin. I'm 15 years old. I'm from Oklahoma City. I do swim. Varsity swim. You all remember we have heavy hitters. Welcome back, Yasmin, and now our other guest today. Jaslyn. I'm from Oklahoma, and my birthday's coming up soon. <laughs> Yay! All right, so we're starting out actually on a real spiritual note. We're going to do some scripture reading. Both young ladies are going to share their favorite scripture, the scripture that has, that speaks to them. And yes, there are young people, meaning teenagers, who read the Bible and want to live the Christian lifestyle, which is what Imuna is all about. That's what our podcast is about. So first up is our sister, Yasmin. Um, I will let her tell you her favorite scripture why it speaks to her, and how it's helping her currently get through high school. All right, listeners, get your notepad ready because these are deep young ladies. All right, so mine is Romans chapter 6, verse 20 through 22. And it says, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. And the reason why that one spoke to me is because we all have a past. We all have every single Christian has done things in the past that wasn't supposed to be done. But at the end of the day, we thought in, during that life, during that time when we were sinning, that nothing was hurting us, that sin wasn't hurting us. And it was all just like pleasure and feel good. But at the end of the day, what do we reap from it but shame and guilt? That that sin, instead of building us up like we thought it would, it tore us down spiritually, mentally, even sometimes physically. Right. And so- Whenever, whenever we fought, we we gave our life to God. We realized that because God took that blindfold off of us, and so now we gave our lives to God. Now we reap the benefits of being righteous, which is happiness, love, peace, and joy, and things like that. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. And can you tell me? Do you remember when you first accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you remember where you were and how it happened? Yeah, I was. It was uh, weird because I was by myself, and I got. I just got tired of living in the world, and because I was very self conscious and like insecure about everything, and I was always looking to people for validation, and it got tiring and mentally draining. And also I got into depression and all that. And so I realized I wasn't happy where I was. So that's whenever that's I was just in my room and I was just like praying to God and asking for forgiveness. And I repented fully of my sin. And then I just so I just took up the cross and just went along, basically. Amen. And see, listeners, I just want to take a minute to say this is the point I'm trying to make. If you notice, Yasmin is young, has already come to this knowledge because, you know, God can use anyone for a great work, whatever that great work is. If you're going to do a great work in college, 
if you're going to do a great work in your career, it's going to start, though, with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Yasmin, we're going to get back to her, but we're going to switch over to Jaslyn. I want to hear your favorite scripture, how it speaks to you, how it's helping you get through middle school, which is equally just as hard. I remember middle school, high school, all of it. I was like, God, get me through it. <laughs> all right, Jaslyn, let me hear from you. So mine is Psalms 30 verse 5 and it says his anger lasts for only a second but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay all night but by the morning joy. Amen. Uh, what it means like to me is God is mad for a second but his favor lasts a very long time and you will cry for one minute but god will always bring you joy amen amen you hit the nail on the head so let me ask you do you have a scripture written anywhere like do you keep it maybe on in you know in your bedroom somewhere if you're talking to someone else your age and they're trying to get through middle school where would you have them write that scripture down where they cannot have everybody else see it but to remind themselves before they go in for math class, before they take a test or something, where would you keep that? Would you keep it on your in um in your notes in your phone? Like, how would you keep that scripture near you so you can read it at its time when you need to? I would say keep it like in your phone because like when I'm in school, I mostly have my phone with me like all the time and stuff. And like before you go into that class, you can read that scripture, and, you, and then as soon as you go in for the test, you like, okay, I got this, I got this, I'm a, I'm gonna get this. Amen. That's awesome. Okay, listeners, now we come to yay or nay. Tamara, Tamara, I, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to add in here that yay or nay. Sometimes I get the answers wrong, but you know, listeners, it's nothing wrong with getting the answer wrong. We just want to test your knowledge of living a Christian lifestyle. What would you do in these situations? Be for real. Don't be fake. Don't be lying and tell me what you will really do with these situations and these scenarios. All right. You go to the grocery store for your mom. She gives you $20 for four oranges, four peaches, four bell peppers, and four onions. Since you have just a few items, you go to self-checkout. Here is your opportunity. When you weigh the oranges, you put three not four on the scale. You hold out the one while you are weighing the three, but you add the fourth orange when you put the items in the bag to carry out. The peppers cost more than the peaches. So you weigh all four peaches and four peppers, but you say they're all peaches. You end up spending $15 because of your clever way of weighing the items. You pocket the $5 that's left over. Yay or nay? Nay. Nay. Okay, Jaslyn, why? The reason I say nay is because, first of all, you basically stole from the store because you didn't weigh all your oranges. In the peppers, you didn't weigh them as peppers. You weighed them as peaches. And also, you're taking money from your mom because she gave you money to buy the groceries, but you pocket the $5. Okay, okay. Right. What would you like to add, Yasmin? I'll say the same thing. And then, like, also, you got to live with that guilt that you stole $5. And not only that, but some produce from the store. And then... The money that's supposed to be going to the people that provided that ain't getting, they ain't getting all their money, but all their produce is going away. From the experts, that would be our sister Yasmin and Jazz Those are the experts. But to the listeners, 
type in the chat, put in the blog your responses as well. We want to hear from you. All right, next next question. Amen. So you're having a history test and studied hard to prepare. You go to the restroom right before class and you see some friends looking over some papers. You approach asking, what are you guys doing? They tell you, girl, we found the answer key to today's history test. You want to see it? Yay or nay? <laughs> nay. 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 <laughs> Why? The reason I say nay is because, first of all, you're if the, when the teacher finds out, you're going to get in trouble. And that's just going to be an automatic F. And then also, I would rather just study real hard and then get an A instead of getting an F for not studying at all. And also, if you don't look at it, you can probably tell the teacher that they got the answer key and stuff and you going to be good. Okay. Yasmin, you'd like to add more? Yeah, people that, I'm going to say this, people that cheat, like, they always get caught, like, even in school, like, nobody ever gets away with cheating, so some, some, eventually you get caught, and then you get your, your F, and then get in trouble at home, and by the way, I would rather just take the quiz and, and, and get a question wrong, and know that I got it wrong, so I can study it, and actually learn it by heart. All right. All right. Here's my final yay or nay. You and your best friend tell your mothers you're going to the library to use the computer for a homework assignment. Your mother says you have to be home by 9 p.m. You and your friend complete the assignment sooner than expected. It wasn't as hard as you two thought. You look up and you see some friends who are leaving the library to get some ice cream. You want to come, they ask? Yay or nay? Nay. Okay, so you start. You start at Yasmin this time. Why nay? Because, first of all, I told my mom I was going to the library. So if she finds out I went somewhere else without her asking, she's going to lecture me or either take away one of my privileges. And I'd rather ask before I leave. So also, my mom would know where I, where I am just in case something happens and I can avoid all that trouble getting home. Okay, Jasmine? I say uh, nay because when... I if I go and I don't tell my mom, I might, and when she finds out, I might get a butt whipping because I didn't tell her nothing. <laughs> and like somebody could have done something or like they could have been tricking me the whole time and sent me somewhere else. And also the reason I say Nate also is because I'd rather just stay in at the library where I said I was going to go anyways and just live happy. <laughs> now, as a young Christian, what's the bottom line to each of these scenarios? Being truthful. Being truthful. Okay. Okay. Do you all have any Bible verses that you know or have used to guide you in different situations? Doesn't this kind of remind you like how they say always be truthful? Think about Joseph in the Bible because he was a teenager and his family members lied on him, put him in slavery, and he was lied on again and put in prison, the king's prison. But if you look at it, let's say he was, that was early teens, right? 14, right. 15. And then around the age of like, what, 32, 33, he became prime minister. So even if other people lie on you, God always fights your battles and you always end up coming out on top the best. Amen. Amen. Very good. Thank you, Sharice, for showing us the relevance of stories in the Bible. I just want to make a correction. Joseph was 17 when taken into slavery and 39 
when he became prime minister. It took 22 years. Isn't that amazing? I have a, a verse. Okay. No, that's good. Go ahead. All right. It's uh, Luke chapter 6, verse, verse 35. Verse 35 through 36. And it says, But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. And the reason why uh, I said that one got me through many things or like helped me through many things because there's a lot of fake people, especially in like high school and middle school. And so uh, that's like a norm, like that's a normal encounter every day. So sometimes I used to like want to hold grudges against people and like have revenge. But sometimes you just have to like lend it to God and just let it pass and just keep going. Amen. Amen. Very good. Very good. That was excellent. I mean, that was superb. So that's yay or nay to our listeners. Please go do these scenarios and be honest with God about what you would do. And if your answers were not right, go back to God in prayer, be honest and figure out how you can live your life honestly. Because remember with God, you will get the victory. Okay, next up for our listeners. Now we've thrown down with scripture. We've gone over how these scriptures apply to those going through middle and high school. So now we're going to go through a movie review. Why? Because you know, we as believers, you know, we go to movies, correct? We live in the world, but we're not of the world. Okay, but at the same time, we're going to do a, a movie review just to look at kingdom principles, even as you're watching a movie. So just know that for all the listeners, if you're watching a movie, if you go out, kingdom principles apply in all these situations, but we're going to have a fun, we're going to pick a fun movie that Jaslyn has picked for us. This is going to be rough, y'all, because I didn't, she didn't, she didn't give me these questions ahead of time. This is not one of these where they give you the questions and then you're ready with a nice, quick, you know, pretty answer. I'm being put on the spot. Let's hear from our sister, Jaslyn. So I picked two movies, The Little Mermaid and The Wiz. So let's get into it. (laughs) My first question is, what character are you in The Wiz? Oh, my God. Um, Before you answer that, explain a little bit about the Wiz and then tell what character. All right. So uh, the first uh, question from the expert, uh, Jaslyn, is about the movie The Wiz. So The Wiz, uh, for the listeners, is a 1978 American musical adventure fantasy film. The director um, was Sidney Lumet. It's adapted from the 1974 Broadway musical uh, with the same name, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. We're focusing on the The Wizard of Oz by Frank Baum. That's it has an all African American cast. So in it, you have Dorothy. She's a shy 24 year old Harlem school teacher, and she gets magically transported into the land of Oz. Um, and basically, in the end, she's given a solution, a key to the very problem that she's experiencing in her life, which is that she feels like an outsider in her family and hasn't been able to basically live an adult life. She's almost like living as a child in New York with her family in Harlem. So in this, you have, okay, Dorothy, the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion. I would say 
I would definitely say I identify with Dorothy, who in this case is Diana Ross, because she really wasn't, the way I identify with her is that Dorothy had, or Diana Ross had everything that she needed to live a successful life. She goes through the, the odds and everything, but at the end of it, every all the courage that she needed, she already had. And another thing um, I really appreciate about Dorothy is that she if you notice, never really wanted to stay there. As bad as home was, she still was like, I want to go home. And in a lot of ways, I like that because for myself, I believe in really facing the reality of whatever God has called you to do. Whatever God has asked you to do may be hard. You may be a missionary. You may be a school teacher. You may be a doctor. You may be an accountant. I mean, whatever your career is, it may be hard. But at the end of the day, I feel like Dorothy, like, I want to have the courage from God to face whatever the work is that God has asked me to do. I work in a hospital, the work is hard. Do I want to escape from it and be in Oz? I mean, that sounds good, but at the end of the day, no, I want to go back. I want to go back in the hospital and work because I want to help people. And Dorothy, through it, was helping people. Amen. And my next question is, why do you think Dorothy needed to go to Oz? Oh, my goodness. Why the questions get so tough? You didn't tell me you were going to be roasting me and throwing me under the bus. Definitely, I think she needed to go on that trip because Dorothy was like, she was locked in her family's perception of her. The fact that the family thought that her sister was better than her, that her they thought that her sister was more successful. They treated her like a servant, even at like, it looked like a holiday meal. They just had her washing dishes and stuff. And it was only when she had to help other people in Oz that she realized how much, how powerful she really was. And I, and I, and finally, I think she needed to leave Harlem to leave that negativity because her mom, if you notice, when um it was time for like Diana Ross to clean up or whatever, the mom was like, "You, you know, basically, you don't have a life. You're all, you're, you know, you're too old to be home and and not be out living, you know, living your life." And I think the mom even said something like. You should, instead of being a kindergarten teacher, you need to like progress up and be, you know, either a high school teacher or higher. I mean, the mom was really down on her. So stepping away from that, going into this other world and being victorious, because in the end, she and her friends really were able to make it to the whiz and find out that he was really nobody. So yeah, I, I think she definitely need to go to, needed to go to the other world and come back to Harlem. Honestly, I have one confession to make y'all. Uh, the ladies made me watch this movie. I had never watched this movie. In 30 some years of my life, I had never watched The Whiz. And I'll be honest, learned a lot. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Amen. My next one is what would you do if you were in Dorothy Shees? In the in the in the fantasy world or at home? Both both of them. I think at home, definitely at home, I would have moved out because she needed to be on her own and talk to other people her age and know that she has a lot to offer. And the other thing, um, they never mentioned it in the movie, but um, I think it would have been nice if Dorothy took the time to, you know, seek God to give her those answers because God will help you. If you're in a situation where you're either your parents don't care about you or you feel neglected or whatever, you know, what God will do is he'll bring you a best friend or he'll bring, bring you people you can have fun with and stuff like that. But first thing I would do, I would move out of the Harlem home that she was living in. I would have figured it out. I know New York is expensive. I'm not saying it would be easy, but I would find a place to live on my own. In the fantasy, 
fantasy world, I would have done exactly what Dorothy did, especially when the Wiz was saying like she couldn't bring her friends up in the end to ask the Wiz for his help and stuff. I would have been like, no, my friends are coming with me. And then when Dorothy realized that the Wiz actually had no power, which is really powerful because we know that only God has power. And she found out that Richard Pryor, who played the the, the wizard, um, found out that he was really a coward, you know? So it, even in the fantasy world, I would have done exactly what Dorothy did. But in her real life, I would have definitely moved out sooner. Okay. My next question is, why do you think Evelyn was evil? Because usually when like people are mad or stuff in mean, they have something going that happened in the past or going on in their life. I agree. It's probably I think there's probably something there's a reason why Evelyn was evil. And I think let's say something bad happened to Evelyn before that we don't know about. I think the reason why she kept being mean was to maintain control because she was over that like warehouse with those workers and she had a lot of employees under her and she was trying to basically maintain control by being evil. You you see that all the time. You see teachers who are mean or bosses who are mean because they think that's the way to maintain control, but it's not. It's when you work alongside, when you work with people and not against people, then you wouldn't have to be evilly, you know? Okay. What part of the movie could you relate to and why for the whiz yeah actually it's funny it's you're gonna be like why okay when uh when michael jackson was the scarecrow and those little crows were around him to me that really hit me because you noticed that scarecrow who was michael jackson was actually it was it was actually showing you how satan attacks us because the crows would say what are what are the commandments that we want you to remember? And they made Michael Jackson remember all these mean things about himself so that he wouldn't come down and have courage. And I was thinking, that's what Satan does even now. He tries to tell us, okay, I'm going to tell you that you're nothing. I'm going to tell you that you're this. I'm going to tell you that you're that. But it's like, for myself, the way I overcome it is I got to remember scripture. Jasmine, even you were quoting scripture. Even Yasmin was quoting scripture. I remember myself for God so loved the world. That means he loves me. So no, Satan trying to tell me I'm nothing. No. God is saying he loved the world and he gave his only begotten son to be my savior, to die on the cross and be my savior. So I, I I think about that and I identify with it because every day we have people like those crows trying to tell us what we're not. And then once Diana Ross like scared the crows away and started talk, talking to Michael, she realized Michael did, I mean, the scarecrow did have a brain. He could think without those negative influences around him. Okay. My last question for the Oz is, what do you think about the Cowardly Lion? <laughs> I thought he was funny, for real. Um, the Cowardly Lion, he was good. He was good. I think the best part when they were in the subway and the Cowardly Lion really like helped his friends escape from those little monsters and stuff. Yeah, Cowardly Lion was, was powerful. He's really powerful. And it's like, he never he never left his friends. I mean, they, he was called Cowardly. He thought of himself as Cowardly, but he never backed down, if you notice. He was always with them. Like He was always right there with them. Okay, so now we're moving on to the Little Mermaid. A brief interruption here, listeners, to explain the Little Mermaid. The youngest of King Triton's daughters, Ariel, is a beautiful and spirited young mermaid with a thirst for adventure. Longing to find out more about the world beyond the sea, Ariel visits the surface and falls for the dashing Prince Eric. 
Following her heart, she makes a deal with the evil sea witch Ursula to experience life on land. We're going to start off with the same question that we start off from the Wiz. What character are you in The Little Mermaid? Okay, I'm trying to remember The Little Mermaid, y'all. But, um, oh, I don't know the... Give me some characters? Yeah, give me some characters, please. Okay, shush. Sebastian, her uh, crab, uh, the fish, her that is her friend, Ariel, her her dad, Ursula, and I guess I'll call it her boyfriend. Okay, so is the fish is is the fish and the crab did they stay with Ursula? No, the uh fish and the crab are friends with Ariel. Okay, the um, fish kind of like the cowardly lion, basically scared of some things. And the crab is like trying to keep everything together, uh, together with Ariel, like her trying to go up to the sea and stuff. But he's like, under the sea is more better. It's better down here and stuff. I think and, I would be. I think I would be kind of like the crab because I, especially if I have a friend and we having fun under the water. Yeah, I would help her hold us together. But I'd be like, don't go, girl. Like we can stay. We can stay here and have fun. Okay. What do you think about Ursula? She's all mean and grumpy. Why do you think she's all mean and grumpy? And just to remind you, her brother is the king. Ursula's brother is the king? Yes. Okay, uh, for sure, Ursula was probably jealous of whoever the mermaid was, I would say. And Ursula is trying to make sure that no one else becomes queen. So she got to stomp out the competition, like, i.e. the mermaid. And any other cute little girls trying to come up, she had to, like, stomp them down. I think that makes her mean. She's not the queen at all. Because <laughs> uh, her mother didn't leave her nothing at all. Oh. So that, that's what, like, happened. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. What's the next question? Okay. What do you think about Ariel when she says she wants to be part of that world? Okay, that's a powerful question. Um, I think Ariel probably wanted better, I guess, or she saw the other world as better. Although where she was was not so bad because she had friends. But I think it's okay that she wanted to want it better. She wanted that other world. I think wherever she would be most confident and able to really excel as a little lady would be like the best world. So I'm guessing that would be the one with the legs, right? Yeah, that's Ariel. <laughs> okay, we're okay. My next question is: Can you relate to Ariel's feelings? Yes or no, and why? Oh, for sure. Yes, because I have the life I live right now, but then I also have the life that I desire to live soon. So I definitely think that for, for all of us, we have the life we're living now, that's our current home, our current school, our current parents or whatever. But then we have the life we desire, which I do believe that God will answer whatever you need, whatever improvement you need in your life. That's your other world. And I think when you pray, God gives you that other world. So for example, let's say, for example, you in a home and I'm going to give you an example for Baltimore. Let's say you're uh, living in a home and where you live is a lot of gangs or a lot of drugs or something like that. And you can say, okay, I like being here with my mom. However, we need a we need a house, a new house somewhere where it's safe, where I can play outside, not be afraid of gangs and stuff. You pray and you look up, what? Your mom get a new house, a better place. You know what I mean? Or you get a new school. So I, I do identify with this whole other world because I do believe there's always better. I think the enemy always try to tell us 
There's no better. You can't do better. You can't get better. But that's not true. Okay. Why do you think Ariel's dad does not want her going above the water? Because he would lose his daughter. And, uh, but he feels happy for her. I'm, I'm assuming as her dad that he's still happy for her. But parents, when their kids grow up, go to high school, go to college and leave, they call it the empty nest. Parents are really like sad and they, they're like, they don't want their kids to leave. But at the same time, they understand your child has to grow up. Okay. What do you think of Ursula? Oh, I think all of us have an Ursula in our life, somebody who... Is player hating somebody who just hates on us or is jealous for whatever reason. And what I do with those people, I stay away from them. I ignore them. I stay far away from them because um, I know that no matter how much Ursula hates you, if you ever notice, Ariel still made it to her destiny. She still made it to what she wanted to accomplish. So those Ursulas, I don't care how they talk, how them enemies talk and stuff like that. God always give you the victory in the end and you're supposed to be whatever you're supposed to be and achieve that, that success. You look up and you achieve it okay. what would you do if you were in like Ariel's shoes or Finn basically <laughs> I'll be honest I don't know if I would have left the water because it would mean leaving her dad right yeah and her friends underwater I mean, I know that she got to get a prince by leaving to go to land. Yeah, she got a prince and also a daughter. Oh, okay, never mind. Nah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the water. I want to get a daughter. I want to beat it. No, I I will be out the water. (laughs) You have to remind me of the story. Yeah, I will be out the water. Out. This is me out the water. Out the water. (laughs) Would you save the prince from when he drowned? Probably. Although, I have to tell y'all, I really don't know how to swim. So he probably would have died. But I would have desired to help him, you know, out the water. (laughs) God knows my heart. I would have wanted to jump in. Everybody can't be like Yasmin. He would have had to swim his way back to the shore. I would have been like, come on, you can. That was awesome. You know what, though? I got to say this, though. You didn't tell me you going to roast me. That question is going to have four parts to them and be real deep. <laughs> that was fun. So we go, we listen, listeners, we're going to have other movie reviews. Okay. And y'all can even give us requests of movies you want us to review. Okay. So we have this other part to our Ask the Girl series called If I Were In Their Shoes. Don't you remember, well, older listeners, you remember during that time uh, when you were growing up, you say, if I were the mom, yes, wouldn't have done that. Yes. Well, we have Yasmin here who's going to take over this section of If I Were In Their Shoes. So basically in this segment, I give out scenarios and we all basically say what we would have done in this scenario and how we would have tried to solve this issue or whatever is going on. Okay. Okay. All right. Your child gets bullied in school for believing in God. And even the teachers weren't defending your child. And now your child is starting to question God. And is he really there with him? What do you tell them? And what do you do? First of all, I'm going up to school and telling <laughs> that, that ain't right. That is not what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and after that, then I would say, no, God is real and stuff. It, don't be listening to other people that don't believe in him or like aren't close yet to believe in him and because like and then i'll give him questions like if god wasn't real how would you be on this earth amen if god wasn't real how would this earth be even a thing wow amen, oh. amen. that is heavy 
I just say that why the questions keep getting harder, <laughs> the harder and the more the more segments we add, the harder it gets. I love the question. I love the response. That yeah, love the res I'm with Jaslyn with that. I would add to what Jaslyn said. I would I would be fighting all the teachers. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm that I was not fighting the teachers. <laughs> but um, I agree with what Jaslyn said. That's awesome. I don't know if it gets to be where like maybe my son don't even want to go to class. He don't even want to study. I would consider homeschooling. However, you know, that's not necessarily the answer. I'm just saying, if he gets really bad, I would consider homeschooling. Or I would move him to a different school. Yeah, or move him to a different that's, school. Yeah, I think that's, that's uh, feasible. That was good. Mm -hmm. Wait, do I put my input on there? Yes. All right. That well, ain't fair. <laughs> she asked the question that you answered. <laughs> you going to have the best answer. No. no, I don't even have it written down. Like, I'm trying to just go off the top. Okay. Well, basically, I would probably, I'll talk to the teachers about it. I'll question them. Then I'll talk to the kids' parents as well. But then also, I'll, like, I'll have a personal talk with my kid, too. And, like, just, like, remind them of the things. Like, because, like, even Jesus was hated. Even Jesus was, he had, like, people constantly going after him and trying to, and he, he got crucified by his haters. Yeah. So, so I would literally, I would tell him, we are not going to be liked in this world. And I'll show him the reality of this world. Because if, to be honest, we can't really be kids these days. Like, we have to know realities because it's so easy to get caught up in danger now. Yeah. Like, yeah. just playing out in your own front yard, you can be caught up in danger. So, like, I'll show him reality. But I'll also let him know that God is with us every step of the way. Amen. Amen. Those what? are such powerful answers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to clap to that. <laughs> <laughs> love that that's yes. awesome that was powerful that was powerful this is up so amazing so to our listeners we hope that you have enjoyed each and every segment of ask the girls i have enjoyed this y'all i've been laughing 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 i needed to laugh because work was hard today okay this is the podcast where you get to enjoy you get to hear what other young ladies are saying about the Bible. Yes, there are young ladies living a Christian lifestyle right now, both in Oklahoma, D.C., around this nation. So log into this podcast. Let it be something that you listen to. You know, get your mind straight before you start school. Get your mind straight before camp. Get your mind straight. Listening to Ask the Girls, where we go over the scriptures that were read and reviewed today. The movie review, gotta look at that too. The yay or nay, test yourself on these concepts. Oh, and Tamara, anything else you want to uh, let our listeners know? Well, I'm just, I just want you guys to understand that this is a new series, and we hope to have these young ladies ask the girls on as frequent as possible. I think you'd really be blessed by it. Amen. And from our guest, let me hear from Jaslyn Yasmin. I hope y'all take something from this. I hope that this helps y'all and benefits y'all. <laughs> and if y'all have questions, please feel free to ask because we always open the questions. Like Yasmin said, I hope y'all take stuff from this. And also, it's okay if you haven't found your way yet. You're going to get there someday. Amen. That's so powerful. And so I listeners live in victory. 